Welcome to the Best of Women's Fiction podcast. I'm Lainey Cameron, and in this podcast, I interview authors I admire. If you enjoy the podcast, I'd love if you subscribed and gave it some stars. This is a great week for second books. In this interview, which I recorded last year, I chat with Linda Rosen about her debut, The Disharmony of Silence. I chose to release Linda's interview now because her second novel, Sisters of the Vine, is about to publish this week. It's a book with a charming protagonist and memorable setting, which just like the best wine, will linger with you long after you finish. I'll give you more information on her new novel after the end of the interview. I'm joined today by Linda Rosen. Her debut, The Disharmony of Silence, came out earlier this year. I just finished it, Linda. It was a great read. Thank you. Thank you. So glad you liked it. I loved yours. Oh, thank you. And uh, where are you joining us from today? I'm in Fairlawn, New Jersey right now. It's about 10 miles outside of Manhattan. And I'm just going to start right off with the cameo that you're wearing, because this whole book historical and today goes back and forth but the whole storyline comes from a cameo right like right. it circles around this this cameo in a picture over the fireplace or maybe not over the fireplace in a picture that your main character it sees. was it was, it was. <laughs> yeah. so tell us about that tell me a little bit more about how you got there the inspiration behind the book and the cameo you're wearing okay well actually the inspiration came i was sitting on the beach in hilton head island with my sister-in-law and another girlfriend and my sister-in-law was cleaning out her mother's home, trying, you know, having to sell it. And there was a painting that was hanging over the fireplace that had been there her whole life, but she didn't want it. Nobody in the family wanted it. And she didn't want to just dump it or sell it in an estate sale. So she decided to Google the author, uh, Google the artist. And when she found her living in San Francisco, she decided that she would return it to the artist. And I'm sitting there on the beach and my girlfriend and I looked at each other and went, whoa, what an idea for a story. And that's where it came from. And I had to have something special in the painting. And this cameo, which I have, is an antique. And I decided to put that on the woman's dress in the painting. Um, but I had to make it unique because cameos were very common. And uh, this takes that part of the story takes place in the early 20th century. Um, so I added a little silver flower behind the woman's hair, which is not really here, but it is on the book cover. But that's oh, kind of tiny. That. That's awesome. <laughs> See, that's the story behind the book. And let me show a quick slide here to show some of the reviews because you're getting some beautiful reviews on this book. And this one is by bestseller Kristen Harmel. And I thought she just encompassed it really well, where she says, an intriguing tale of long-held family secrets, an emotional search for identity, and a painting that may just be the key to untangling the complicated past. And I love how she said it kept her reading to the last page. I thought that was just a fabulous summary of what I'm seeing in the other reviews too. Yeah, and I mean, come on, Kristen's such a phenomenal writer. You know, exactly. I was thrilled to have that. that. So let's talk a little bit more about the book. Is any of the book inspired from real life? I was kind of fascinated because I know that, for example, you're a fitness, you're very into fitness instruction and what the character, the main character is a fitness instructor. Is there anything else that draws from real life experience? 
Okay, well, that's the only thing similar to Carolyn and myself, because Carolyn was married for a minute. I'm married 48 years, you know, so Carolyn doesn't have any siblings. So, no, our only connection is um, that she's a fitness trainer. There is a story of how um, Lena and Jack meet in A&S department store um, back in the 20s. And that they meet after eight years, but actually I took my parents' story. And then there's another part in there where uh, Lena is invited to a New Year's Eve party and Jack tells her to bring a friend. And stupidly, she brings her boyfriend where Jack really meant for her to bring a girlfriend. And that's my parents' story also. So I did throw that one in. Oh, that's verbal. <laughs> I love it. Um, and you know, other stuff. Yeah, feeds in all the time. Um, you know, little bits and pieces feed in. There's a story in there about um, a, a man who discovered that he had a half brother that he never knew about. Well, I heard that actual story while I was playing tennis one day, and I asked the woman who I was playing with, "Can I use that?" And she said, "Yeah, go ahead." So it's perfect because it's kind of a foil for the fact that the main character is discovering her own family history is not what she thought, and then you've got this right. example of it doesn't always go well when you tell the truth, and should she tell the truth or not? It's a really interesting dilemma through the book. Is there anything that readers might be surprised to know was different in any previous previous version? Well, my my original version was all in present day and it was between Carolyn's point of view and Kate's point of view. Kate is the artist. Um, I don't even know which version it then went into dual timeline. And then it was first person, third person. And it took a while. It took a few versions to get it into the dual timeline and the different points of view. Oh, that's interesting because I think my favorite parts of this book were actually the parts back in the 1920s, right? I loved writing those parts. Yeah. yeah I loved and writing those parts. parts. Those parts yeah. were great. Like yeah. for me, that was, I love, I don't know, yeah. I'm not actually a big reader of historical fiction, but I loved those parts the best. Maybe Thank I should you. be more historical fiction. Well, and you know, because I was trying to get that backstory in and I couldn't keep doing flashbacks. So I finally realized we have to have Lena's story and Rebecca's. And so that's, you know, that's how I got into dual timeline. And I just, I love reading dual timeline. Kristen is one, Susan Meisner is another. Yeah. Wow. And is there anything we can learn about the title? I'd be really interested in like, how did you come about it? Or tell us anything okay. you want to tell us about All right. Um, I was at a conference actually with editors from publishing companies um, we were supposed to bypass the agent idea and just meet with the editors. But one of the editors told me that the title I had at the time was kind of bland. And it really was. It was um, Lady in the Dining Room. And then he had me go to my thesaurus. I mean, we chatted about what the book was about. And he made me go to my thesaurus. And I came up with Disharmony. And we just put that title together. Wow, there, I think it. it works really well. The disharmony of silence. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so let's talk reading. Is there anything that you've enjoyed reading recently? Okay, I'm going to give a big plug for our 2020 debuts because that's what I've been reading a ton of lately. I did read your book. I loved your book. Just recently, I finished um, you, you and Me and Us by Allison Hammer, which made me cry. 
But right before that, I was reading Heather Chavez's. It was an edge of the seat thriller, scary. And I don't usually read them, but it was really wonderful. And I do a lot of reading also, though, for I'm on the Greek Group Reads Committee. I don't know if you know about it, but it's from the Women's National Book Association. And I'm an initial reader. So starting in January, we get submissions from publishers. And I'm reading from January through June, probably about 50, 60 books. To wow. We curate over 200 to put on to a list for book clubs of novels and memoirs. So I'm constantly reading. Uh, any last thoughts before we talk about where readers can find you? Yes. The ending of Disharmony of Silence is something really to talk about, as well as other parts of the book. So um, I am very happy to join book clubs virtually or someday in person if you're not too far from where I am. Half the year in New Jersey, half the year in Florida. So if folks do they want to connect with you to ask if you could, if they can join a, if you can join their book club, they can reach you at lynda-rosen.com or you're on Instagram. I know you love to connect with readers there at Linda Rosen author. So that's a good way for them to reach you, right? If they'd like to invite you to a book club. Absolutely. I love to talk to readers. Yeah. Awesome. And thank Please you do. so much for spending time with me today, Linda. It's been fun. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I said I'd share more about Linda's new novel, which releases this week. It's called Sisters of the Vine. Here's what I said in my own review. If you enjoy sistership stories, great domestic fiction, or wine, you'll relish Sisters of the Vine. A tale of friendship, women finding their path, and the strength to voice and pursue their own needs. Rosen takes us on a journey set in the 1960s and 70s through the main character's painful marriage, as Liz struggles with jealousy, fear of failure, and being ready to move on. When her marriage disintegrates, she finds new agency, and we learn she is plucky and determined to succeed with the huge challenge of the vineyard she is now responsible for. As Liz falls in love with the land, she also learns through the support of other women that we are bigger and stronger when we find our sisterhood. It's an excellent book club pick, just like Linda's first novel, and anyone who's left a relationship and wanted to prove an ex wrong will especially relate to the themes of moving on and succeeding in spite of them. Last thing, wine buffs, you won't want to miss this one. Rosen actually did great research on the entire process of creating a vineyard. And as a reader, we pass through the seasons and the years, experience the whole cycle of planting and growing grapes and the joy and pain of turning them into the elixir that is wine. You can tell from this that I'm a huge wine lover. And I learned several new things actually reading this about the wine growing process, all while enjoying a great story. So there you go. There's a little bit more about her new one. If you'd like to see the video version of this interview and many others, visit bestofwomensfiction.com or follow me, Lainey Cameron, on Instagram, where I share these interviews weekly. You can also subscribe right here to the podcast.